Hey guys, and welcome to Criminality Podcast, the podcast where we know that loving reality TV isn't a crime. And thank goodness, because someone would literally throw the book at me and possibly bury me <laughs> under the jail. Rebecca, after that introduction, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. And you're right. My gosh, we'd be among the most wanted. Yeah. Um, now that I say it like that, I'm like, oh, that could be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <A> first. <laughs> right. um, I'm good. I'm good. Happy Election Day. If Happy you're celebrating. Election Day for all those who celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> we have exciting news here in at Criminality. Rebecca, do you want to share the news? Sure. Well, we announced it last week on Instagram because we just couldn't contain our excitement. Of course. Um, but we launched two things. A website, which mm-hmm. was such a, a feat in and of itself. And we want to thank so much our friend Rachel Bennett, who helped oh gosh, design yes. and, well, didn't help, designed yeah, yeah. the website criminalityshow.com. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. We love it. And on that website, there's merch. So we've been hard at work kind of pulling some really fun quips and quotes from different episodes over the last year and a half. And we put them on some t-shirts and coffee mugs and such. And we're really excited about it. And we thank you for your excitement about it. And we apologize that it wasn't ready when we said it was. Um, Very on brand. You know, I will say we're ahead of Sonia Morgan and Sheba Jaray even. Yeah, like we fixed it same day. It was like a a same day (laughs) troubleshooting resolution. So yeah, check out criminalityshow.com to see the website and check out the merch. Yeah, it's it's a lot of there's a lot of fun stuff on there. I have a hoodie that's headed my way. And then we actually ordered it ahead of time some samples so we could test out the shirts and stuff because I've ordered from some places and you yes. will get like a crappy feeling shirt and you'll never wear it. It's fun. But we made sure that we have it set up with shirts we actually really, really like that feel comfortable, that look cute. And so um, so I think you'll be really excited. Also, the hoodies are super expensive. That's not on us. We are, (laughs) those are sold at cost and I mean, they're $48. Yeah. I have to say that, which isn't. Yeah. No, they're going to find out hopefully if they go to criminalityshow.com slash merch. (laughs) Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world, but they're such great quality. They're made in the U S and we're not making a penny off those. Those, we just wanted to have that as an option for people and we did not feel right adding one penny. So that's, no, that's what those are. We, we just draw the line at losing money on selling them. And so that's mm-hmm. why we priced them according to their cost. And I guess this is one of those supply chain things. Like, you know, there's just random things that are like more expensive right now and really right. hard to get. I guess hoodies are among those because they're the new national uniform. <laughs> so if you think about it like that, I guess it's a great deal. But, um, but yeah, everything else seems more in line with like standard pricing. And yeah, yeah. We hope you guys like it. And if you have ideas, you know, for future merch lines, yes. this is something we want to kind of change out seasonally. I don't know at what pace yet. We'll figure that out. But if you have ideas like, oh, this has to be on a shirt or a mug, shoot us a DM on Instagram or email us at criminalityshow at gmail.com because we definitely collected some of these even from right. listeners. Um, sure. Actually, shout out to Michelle. We were just going to do a winsome shirt, but she mm-hmm. suggested you put the win in winsome, which just really elevated that. (laughs) Absolutely. Love it. Yeah. And then if you even have any design ideas to go with it, we'll also accept those. We will accept any and all ideas and design options. Yes. Equal opportunity idea borrower over here. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One more little gratitude note on the launch is uh, Jasmine, a listener who put together. So someone suggested uh, a Google doc of all the TV shows that we talk about at the end of the show, what Melissa's watching, what I'm watching. 
And Jasmine stepped up and not only did it, but made a gorgeous, color-coded, super organized Google Doc. And we were able to use that and then pull it easily and put it on the website. So you can now go to our website and that's one of the fun things on there that doesn't cost anything. You can just go and find an easy place to see all those shows we've watched. So if you're trying to remember, what did Melissa watch that you love so much? You can go back now and find it. Thanks to Jasmine and Rachel. Thank you so much. Yeah, the only thing I'm worried about is at the end of my life, if somebody pulls that side up for me (laughs) and says... Here Would lies you like Melissa. To see you? Lord, did she love the sister wives? <laughs> I know, just like a scrolling thing on my tombstone of all of my greatest hits, and most of them are duds. But um, but that's a fun thing. We love doing that. So that's it's, a it's life a cool well spent, to... Melissa. <laughs> also, add that to my tombstone. Well, Rebecca, would you like to get into this week's episode? I feel, well, yes, I really would. Cause I feel like this is highly anticipated. I also just want to say we're getting multiple guesses that could all be right. Like wig, oh. nurse, and singer. Someone, mm-hmm. Eddie messaged me a listener, Luann, but I know it's yep. not Luann, but it absolutely could be Luann. So please I know. tell the people who we're talking about. What are we doing? Here's the thing, Rebecca. Here at Criminality, we like to think we have our finger on the pulse of reality TV and pop culture. And this week... We really came through. The story this week starts in Florida. Welcome. Takes a pit stop in Connecticut. Okay. My neighbor. There you go. Before finally ending up in the ATL. And so this week we're discussing the life and controversies of Mrs. Wig herself, Kimberly, that's K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-I-G-H, Zolciak Beerman. Wow. The, that was news to me right off the bat. That is special. Okay. Yes. So Rebecca... Your relationship to Kim Zolciak Beerman. Okay, so this is the part where I have to say again on the record that I haven't watched Atlanta and it's something I repent for all the time. I will. I'm going to, and I know the cast of characters. I've seen bits and parts enough to know the main players and I know her. The reason she didn't pop to mind, I do know she has some songs, quote unquote. She's always got a cigarette in her mouth, as evidenced in your picture. So nurse didn't really come to mind because I didn't know that about her. And judging from every time I've seen her smoke, which is several, I wouldn't have put that together. So know of her. I know one hit song. Um, I can picture her really well. Yeah. I'm so excited. She's a look. Okay. Yeah. So long before Kim became one of the first Real Housewives of Atlanta, she was actually born in Pensacola, Florida on May 19th, 1978. So there is some controversy over her age, because if you look in this picture that's sitting behind me, she claims to be 29 years old in this picture, and people just didn't believe it. So <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that that's her age, mm-hmm. uh, but but we'll assume that it is, okay? Okay. Kim is born to her parents, James and Karen, and according to Kim, she was born really with a big interest in the opposite sex. In other <laughs> words, and in Kim's own words, quote, I came out of the womb looking for D, end quote. I know. Such a weird thing to say about yourself and about an infant self. An infant. so weird. (laughs) And as someone who's had children, meaning her. Multiple, yes. Weird, weird thing to say. I know, but it's one of those that like you hear it and just what your face did, your eyes like popped out of your head. (laughs) That's what happens. And that's, that really says everything you need to know about Kim, right? So long before Kim's a housewife, She's a teenager, and it's not often on criminality we get into the crime this early in the story, but in this case, that's actually where it starts. Fun. 
So as a teenager, the Zolciaks left Florida and they moved to Connecticut. And I've read this story a million times, and the only way I really know how to share it is to share it chronologically. So here we go. So back in 1992, there's this 44-year-old officer from Windsor Locks, Connecticut, and he arrests his own son back in 1992, just overnight, has him stay in jail. But the next day, the same officer, James McDougald, releases his son from jail, but he never books him. So it's kind of, it seems like maybe one of those things, like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. You're staying in jail overnight. Something Stabler would do to Kathleen. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But after this arrest, he has this other officer named Daniel Squires take his son home. So Daniel does what John tells him to do, and he drives his son home. But he feels weird about this whole thing because he's like, why is your son in jail? Why aren't you actually booking him? And so he talks to other officers. And someone ends up telling John, who was the father of this uh, kid, who also, by the way, is Daniel's boss. So word gets around, and now John knows my son was arrested. I trusted my friend or, you know, this subordinate to drive him home after, keep things quiet, and he didn't. And now Mm -hmm. everyone knows. Okay. So Daniel claims that for the next few months, he's written up by John on a regular basis. So he even goes to other people at the department who basically – He's saying, I keep getting in trouble. I'm not doing anything. And they're like, hey, this was a family thing. You should have stayed out of it. Stay out of it. So Daniel's kind of, this is snitches get stitches, um, (laughs) but in the police department. And instead of stitches, it's like a referral, I guess. Yeah, like a demerit (laughs) or a, um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe you lose a star on your shirt. I don't really know how it works. So Daniel kind of festers on this and he's not happy. But a few years later, he finds out in 1995 that John, his boss and the guy who's in all of this controversy, was actually having an affair with a 16 or 17-year-old who he met because she was a witness in a criminal investigation. Oh, I'm going to just pause here and wait to hear who the 16-year-old was. We'll continue. (laughs) After learning this, Daniel goes to the police commissioner and says, quote, I felt that Mr. Hall, being the chairman of the police commission, would put a stop to it. I told him that they were having a sexual relationship and that she had a part in the blank investigation. He told me he would take care of it. And there's a lot of information about this investigation. I don't want to use the name because the person ends up being acquitted. So this investigation is this case against this man who is accused of sexually assaulting two girls. Like I said, the case is later dropped. Nothing else comes of it, so I'm not sharing the name. But Daniel, again, Daniel's the one who now has brought the son home, has the police, you know, has his boss looking at him and scrutinizing him. And he knows about this affair that his boss is having between John and one of the witnesses that's in this case that we're talking about, the sexual assault case. And so if you haven't figured out yet, the person that John is having an affair with is none other than Kim Zolciak. In wow. affair, I'm using that word, but she was underage. So at the very least, this is an abuse of power, but yeah. obviously she's underage. There's a lot more going on here. And believe it or not, though, Daniel brings this up to the higher ups, and he ends up getting in just about as much trouble as John does from this investigation. And that's because Daniel went around for several years recording conversations with different people within this investigation. So he had conversations he recorded with Kim. He had conversations with 
various other witnesses, and he didn't tell them they were being recorded. So mm. he was also in trouble. But he, it seems to me that he had a really big issue with John and was like, I'm just going to take him down. I don't care what happens. But interesting enough, Daniel actually recorded the daughter of the accused man. So this whole case of this sexual abuse case, he talks to the daughter of the guy who is being accused, right? Okay. And the daughter says, my dad didn't do this, ends up accusing John. Sorry, this is a lot. Yeah, I'm tracking. The other officer, John, of persuading two girls to falsely accuse her father. So now we're saying, Daniel's now saying there's police misconduct. John's not only having a sexually inappropriate relationship with this young girl, but he's also persuading two girls to accuse this girl's father. Wow. This is a lot, right? This is like not where I thought this was going and I am loving it. I mean, this yeah. is sad and scary, but this is really interesting. It's wild. I, I totally forgot that this was even a thing because it's obviously not something Kim's going around talking about, right? Sure. So eventually, November of 1996, this one man, his the charges are dropped against him. They can't okay. find any evidence. And in June of 1997, so the next year, John McDougald has his disciplinary hearing. So he's the one who arrested his son, that sort of thing. It's kind of hard to, it's hard for me to keep them all straight. So I'm sorry if I keep sharing who everyone is. No, it's helpful. <laughs> okay. One of the witnesses in the case is Kim, who is actually 19 years old when the trial takes place. Okay. And so John is placed on leave. He's eventually fired on June 21st, 1997 for conduct unbecoming of an officer. Mm, that's a lovely way of phrasing what right? that is. What actually happened. <laughs> yeah. So on July 21st, uh, just a month later, Daniel Squires is also fired for conduct unbecoming of an officer, plus nine other violations of police department policy. And so that was because they said that Daniel lied to internal affairs investigators, which showed that while, yes, he did figure out this relationship, right, between John and Kim, and I'm using air quotes, this is not a relationship, but he made up the idea that John ever coerced or fabricated statements. So again, I, like I was saying, he was trying to bring this guy down, and so yeah. he didn't care if he was lying, making stuff up, he did whatever he had to do. Hmm. But don't worry, Rebecca, just three months later, John gets his job back. So he Gross. was fired. Yeah. But he gets his job back three months later. Don't love. Nope. In part because it was later revealed that the commission was, quote, fearful of the potential cost of defending a lawsuit challenging the dismissal. So basically, we don't want to pay for this. So if you mm -hmm. want to come back and work for us, we'll let bygones be bygones. Wait, sorry. They're afraid of the lawsuit John's going to bring against them? Yeah. For, for what? Wrongful termination? He did something wrong. I know. I don't know. I guess they, I guess it, either way it goes, they know they're going to have to go to trial and right. pay money and all of that. And all of the dirt's going to come out in a trial like that, I'm sure. This is very problematic. The whole thing. And since this story isn't about John and Daniel, but it's about Kim, just know that John continued to get himself in trouble with various women, including stalking his ex-wife. So he's oh really gosh. just all around a gem of a guy. Yeah. So we're done with John and Daniel, but that's okay. where Kim's first brush with the law, brush with anything came as being this witness in this story, just wild. Yeah. So after all this, Kim graduates from high school. She enrolls in the University of Connecticut, where she goes to college and eventually becomes an LPN. 
So during her time in college, she has this one night stand. She ends up getting pregnant and she has her first daughter named Brielle. I know Brielle. You know Brielle. Well, Brielle mm-hmm. looks exactly mm-hmm. like Kim now. Mm-hmm. And she was so cute as a kid. I mean, she's beautiful, whatever now, but she was like a cute kid and just like seemed, I don't know. It's just a bummer sometimes when everyone turns into the Kardashians. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> like, we need to stop the Kardashification of every like millennial and younger. I just don't. That on a shirt. Even- stop the Kardashianification. <laughs> I'll wear it. I would too. I mean, what they're beautiful. Saying? I get yeah, it. Yeah. No, I just, it's a weird beauty standard and yeah, it's, it's upsetting. Yeah. So when Kim's 21, she has Brielle and her parents end up relocating from Connecticut to Atlanta. So she follows them. Kim, I, I don't know if she met him in Connecticut or Atlanta, but she is dating this man by the name of Daniel Tochi. And I'm getting through this very quickly. She marries him, has their other... Her other daughter, Ariana, Daniel and Kim get divorced. Daniel's arrested for sexual assault of a minor. Serves Aye. a 10-year sentence. Yeah, so Kim and Ariana have nothing to do with him, but that's another thing I found in this mess that I wasn't expecting to find. Oof. So, Rebecca, let's move on to the lighter stuff, shall we? Please. <laughs> so, after the divorce, Kim's a single mom who worked two jobs but loved her kids and never stopped. Or... Maybe that was Reba. I don't know. Um, but Kim <laughs> did find herself a job on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, where Kim was one of five women chosen to be in the first season. And this aired back in 2008. Here are the people in the first year's cast. There is Kim Zolciak, Mimi Leakes, Sheree Whitfield, mm-hmm. Lisa Wu, and Deshaun Snow. Deshaun oh. Snow was a one and done. She came on. Never saw her again. She, no. I mean, she might have been on as a friend of one time. Yeah. Um, Lisa Wu, we've seen throughout both Lisa and Deshaun ended up divorcing whoever they were married to. So, like, you'll randomly see them on, but it's a whole different thing with them now. And so, this show, Real Housewives of Atlanta, especially in these early seasons, was amazing television. Like, you've just never seen anything like it. And just at the time, especially, it was just wild. This is a time of Jersey Shore, just like everything's loud, big, fun. It was just messy, and I loved it. So Kim comes onto the screen with a bad wig on her head, cigarette in her mouth, and glass of Merlot in her hand. And she's (laughs) living in a townhouse with her two daughters She has a few assistants. I don't know why. And if you're wondering if Kim was funding her Real Housewives of Atlanta lifestyle based on her LPN salary, probably not. Well, that was my question is, sorry to interrupt, like what did qualify her for housewife material? That I don't know exactly, but behind Kim and her lifestyle on Real Housewives of Atlanta, she knew a guy and this guy's name was big papa oh okay this is big papa and big papa we come to find out is a man by the name of lee najar he is a real estate manager and so during the course of this first season we never see big papa she refers to him and calls him big papa he's like big exactly Mm -hmm. and he allegedly pays for her townhome gives her expensive gifts he purchases a Land Rover for her in the first season, and you just see see her on the phone go, thank you, Big Papa. It was very gross. 
Gross, but also but calm. Enviable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but while Big Papa loved to shower Kim with things and money, what he didn't love to do, as I said, was show his face or give his name. And that's because Big Papa was actually married to Kim. Not that Kim. <gasps> Another Kim. <gasps> yes. And he didn't want this dirty little secret aired out to the whole world. But thanks to internet sleuths, they figured it out literally right away. Right? Whoa. Allegedly, wife Kim knew about gal pal Kim and was okay with the situation, but I don't think loved it being, you know, on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Sure. And let's bring in another reality show. Do you want to guess what show Big Papa and his family was on? It was on MTV. Cribs? Yep. Teen Cribs. So one of his kids and he was on it. So he wasn't against reality TV, but I guess having this big affair, maybe you don't want that on television. Mm -hmm. And how much of it was part of the storyline? Like when they started figuring out, did they talk about this, the women on the show or no? Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. (laughs) I have a clip to play you in a few minutes. Okay. And it's maybe three seconds and that will be the whole vibe of the entire thing. Okay. Okay. You will, you'll love it. So one of the fun things about housewives and reality shows in general is watching people who are on these shows turn their 15 minutes of fame into full-fledged careers, right? Take Sonia and her toaster oven, for example. Just kidding, that never happened. <laughs> but Bethany and Skinny Girl became a thing, right? And oh, yeah. Craig and his dumb Craig pillows, also a thing. That one really makes me mad. The more we learn about Craig, the more I'm like, you of all people I got this. can't even look at the posts right now of his Christmas pillows. I'm like, they're not that cute. I'm like, I could just <laughs> find something at Home Goods. I'm so angry. It's It's not even... It's not even rational. Go on. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's not even funny. I was going to say it actually is kind of funny. (laughs) I was just giggling. (laughs) But the big thing we see in every iteration, mostly of housewives, is the singers, right? From Luann and her elegance is learned. My friend. There you go. Um, (laughs) To Ashley Darby singing about coffee and love. Mm -hmm. And even my favorite housewife song, like legit one from Candace, Drive Back. So good. So good. It's a bop. And I wish we heard it more. It's really, really good. She's very talented. But Housewives and Bravo stars entered this new phase of the musicians, right? And if you're wondering who we have to thank or be angry at, depending on how you feel feel about it, the person that really brought this to the forefront was none other than Miss Kim Zolciak. Oh, man. Okay. And Rebecca, we still have so much more to get into after we take a quick break to hear a word from this week's sponsors. While Bethany is sitting on her high horse with the reality reckoning, I too am sitting on my high horse after this week's round of amazing, delicious, ready-to-eat meals that I received from Factor. Thanks to Factor, my lunches have been taken care of, really. I'm someone who can pretty solidly stick to making my breakfast every day. I eat the same boring thing every day, which is yogurt, and at dinner I prepare something for myself and the family. But during the day, I really tend to eat whatever is around or whatever I do just pick up on the go. And honestly, a lot of times that's not great. But thanks to Factor, I can eat amazing chef-crafted fresh meals in under two minutes. We're talking over 35 different options to choose from every week that include things like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, as well as Keto. On top of that, they also offer delicious things for breakfast or midday bites like pancakes, smoothies, and more for days when I'm just sick and tired of my yogurt. This week, I had the most incredible meals, more than I can even count, and one I can't shut 
shut up about is the shredded chicken and loaded mashed potatoes with mushroom gravy, smoked cheddar, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. So, so good. And on top of that, the only work I had to do was throw it in the microwave for two minutes. Two minutes. And while I'm not a big microwave girly, this doesn't taste like a microwave meal because it isn't. These meals are dietitian approved and chef crafted, never frozen meals. Head to factormeals.com slash criminality50 and use code criminality50 to get 50% off. That's code criminality50 at factormeals.com slash criminality50 to get 50% off. Life is full of mysteries like what am I going to eat today? Or how do these Love is Blind producers keep picking these men? And if you love mysteries like we do, then you got to try June's Journey, the game that'll have you sleuthing your way around the globe with June Parker. You'll be uncovering hidden objects and solving mind-boggling cases in no time. As you advance through each level, delve into June's family scandals for your dose of drama once Love is Blind is over. June's family drama is the perfect way to satisfy my craving for mess. But amidst the drama, stay alert because danger lurks around every corner. Utilize your skills to crack the case before time slips away. With stunning graphics, captivating sound effects, and a compelling storyline, June's Journey stands as the ultimate mystery game. I'm currently in Chapter 5, and one of the most enjoyable aspects of the game is the story within the story. While I'm unraveling the mystery behind June Parker's sister's death, I'll also encounter hundreds of puzzles along the way. I like to turn to June's journey to unwind after a long day or just to kickstart a lazy one. Grab your detective hat and get ready to solve the case right at your fingertips. Discover your inner detective when you download June's journey for free today on iOS and Android. All right, so back to these early seasons, Kim starts sharing how her goal in life is to be a country singer. And with the vocals, I honestly can't believe that Dolly Parton just didn't hand <laughs> over the rights to Jolene. Rebecca, would you like to take a taste of Kim's singing and her vocal warm-ups? You know it. First of all, I'm going to play some notes on the piano, okay? And what I want you to do is I want you just to match the note that you hear, okay? Just match this note. Okay, you're down here. I need you here. La, la, la. That's going to be tough. Um, <laughs> she was unintentionally harmonizing. She was so off. She was actually getting almost an accurate harmony, but like not matching the note at all. No, 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 not no attempt. And this lady is paid to help her sing. I mean, you have to be looking at your paycheck and thinking, thank you, Big Papa, because I wouldn't do this for free. Can you imagine? I'm not a good that, singer, but that is wild. No, that was abysmal. That was really, really the worst <laughs> I've heard. Let's keep going. Oh, Let's yes. keep going, Rebecca. While this is all pure magic, nothing, and I mean nothing, compares to what I'm about to show you. Now, this is Kim in a car with Sheree. And watch Sheree boldface lie to us, the listening audience. So I said, a lot of people say I sound like Cher. When I said that, he goes, perfect. I have the perfect song for you. The moon where the stars shine. She's singing with the uh, song in the car with me. Beautiful voice, beautiful. I never knew. I never knew. Oh, what a funky! All that beauty and, and talent inside. Oh, you're so cute. Um, this just surfaced 
recently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It starts showing up again. And yeah. I'm so happy. It's so good. Um, Yeah, bless Cherie or maybe shame on her. I don't know. But maybe she was referring more to the like highly auto-tuned version playing on the radio and not Kim's in real time voice. Because, wow. Also, Cher, no, 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 no. No, I don't know what she sounds like, but I just love when Sheree turns to her and says, <laughs> who'd have thunk beauty and talent? And that that's a shirt. Who'd have thunk or who'd however thunk? she says it. Beauty and talent. Yeah. Give, give me that. Um, oh, man. That's so good. It's, also, just because I, I love the like, you know, people say I sound like Sharon. I told Dallas that and he said, perfect. I'm like, who? Who said no, that? Big Papa. <laughs> or maybe Sheree. I mean, we see that she will lie to Kim to her face uh, about wow. her talent. So, and while in that clip, Sheree seems to be on Team Kim, it wasn't always that way. They got into several fights. Um, I think Sheree, somebody pulled somebody's wig at one point, and I can't remember who because it honestly could have been like four different people. Right. But before Kim and Sheree were really buddies, Kim and Nini were the dynamic duo of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Kim and Nini bonded quickly on the show and they had so much fun together, but they also fought and they fought hard. I would not mess with them. It was a mess. So the next clip I'd like to show you, if you're not tired of this, is a seven second clip. This is the what I was saying, like... This defines their relationship and uh, answering your question as to whether they talked about Big Papa very much on the show. Got it. Close your legs to married men. Wow, Nene. Is he you legally married? It. You are you absolutely you right. You heard it. You're the one that's trouble. Oh, wow, wow, Close wow. your legs to married men. That's where that phrase came from. Came from and Nene and Kim. It's hard to respond and recover from that. And Kim's like, wow. I mean, a classic housewives, like very Lisa Rinna of her, like, you're so angry. Yeah. But then she's like, is he legally married? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there is another reunion moment coming up that I can't wait to share with you. But Ooh, that was intense. It's good. And I love watching these old Real Housewives reunions when everybody's wearing like, jeans and like a vest they definitely it's like from tj maxx <laughs> yeah they picked it up on their way in the show yeah. you know no glam team at all so during their time on the show kim and nini fought over really who was the breakout star star first season they got along pretty well by the second season they hated each other and one thing i didn't add in here but at one point there was going to be a kim and nini spinoff but it oh never ended gosh. up happening because they would fight so much yeah so I think Nini was really the breakout star. Kim is who we talk about more now, but I think Nini was like, everyone knew she was a star when she was on the show. Yeah. So Rebecca, I have one last clip for you to hear. Great. And this came at the season one reunion with the cast, and it's in reference to Kim alluding on the show. This gives me big Mia vibes, right? Alluding on the show, she's wearing wigs because she had cancer. And quick note, Andy Cohen said this is maybe his favorite moment in all of Real Housewives. So oh my no gosh. pressure. And you'll see why. It's it's deranged. It's a longer clip, but you need all of it. To you from from an emotional standpoint, um, I got very sick. I don't want to cry, but I got very sick. And this is not something that I would ever choose to do. Almost three years ago, 
um, I had lost 25 pounds. My hair was falling out. Nobody knew why. And they said, Kim, my, my, it was a friend of mine who was a doctor. And he said, Kim, I got to be honest with you. I mean, you're, you're, uh, you 90% sure you have cancer. So you had cancer? I wouldn't choose to walk around with a hairpiece ever. Nobody would. And for you to say that, meaning you knew. I mean, I got really skinny and I was sicker than I, I knew what? That I was sick. I didn't know that you were sick. When you, you said that, that you had you cancer, that's the first time they, I ever heard that. I mean, I was used to having like beautiful hair. That's what I was known for. That was my signature growing up. Well, let me just go on record and say, I never heard that you were sick with cancer. Had I known that, things may would have been different. I thought you wore the hairpiece for style. Right. I don't have a problem with it. You do you. I mean, if that's what you want to wear, that's what you do. But I never knew you were sick. And, and are you cancer-free now? You know, they found out that I did not have cancer. I had some other problems, and, uh... So you didn't have cancer? No, I did not. I, uh, I lived about three weeks. I remember sitting in a Chili's waiting for the test results, and it was terrible. And, um, they were like, you know, you're, you're healthy this way. Well, we got some other stuff going on, which is, you know, not what I want to talk about. But, uh, so it was some other stuff, and it's been almost three years, and my blood work's been great, and, you know, it changed my life. I'm just happy to be here. Okay. Really? Um, so you didn't have cancer? No, I did not. Okay. Thank God. Andy. <laughs> so just to tie this up with a bow, you did not have cancer. So in that one minute 30, she says she had cancer. Uh-huh. She also, before saying she didn't, she also said no one would choose to wear a wig if they didn't have to. Rude. Not true. I know. And that I was mean, like her whole thing. She wore wigs the entire time she was on the show. Also, like lots of women do that, like for mm -hmm. their style and their look. So like, I mean, that's secondly problematic to the cancer statement. But then she says there's other things wrong that she doesn't want to get into. No. Like she only wants to drop the C word, mm -hmm. which isn't even true. Not that C word, the cancer word. Yeah. I mean, and then painting the picture. Sorry, that was just so much. I'm taking it all in. No, please. I love this. Sitting at the Chili's mm -hmm. waiting for the results. It's all, it was visceral. <laughs> was. Mm -hmm. I can see why that clip is Andy's favorite and that, I mean, this stands the test of time. Why is fake cancer such a recurring theme on this show? We've got Mia, which I mean, it's the same kind of like confusion. Like maybe it it's is, maybe vague. it's not. It's very vague and you have to wonder, like, intentions behind it. You've got you Brooke Ayers, Brooks Ayers, yes. um, and that whole thing. And Kim Zolciak, also pioneer of fake cancer. And, you know, there have been also storylines on Bravo shows where someone actually does have cancer and, like, bravely kind of brings you on right. the journey. Dr. Jackie. Yep. Um, and it just really, you know, is such a disgusting, like, slap in the face to people who really right. deal with cancer. To even... You just can't be vague about it. It's like there there can be a period of time where it's confusing or you're not sure, but you, the way you communicate it is so important. And it just, yeah. that I don't know, was it a sympathy ploy? Like, what's are we going to talk about it? What was your take talk on about like, why she did it? I don't know. I think somebody said, Kim, why do you wear wigs? And she said, well, and then she just got herself into a tizzy and somebody asked her, do you have cancer? And she probably said, well, I don't know, and I don't feel good. Why is she so murky on a diagnosis if she's, like, surrounded theoretically by doctors? I don't like it. No, it's it's gross. But you know what she was good at? Used her LPN degree for when Phaedra was on the show. And Phaedra oh. was talking about 
being pregnant and how how far along is she and that whole thing Kim was like that I've is not that. Up. oh because mm-hmm. that came up in your Apollo episode that yep. was fun <laughs> yeah so Kim was actually she put her nursing cap on for that good which was good good yeah. as she should so Rebecca let's go back to Kim's music career okay. heavy air quotes here one thing I forgot to mention so she had a few songs one was the ring didn't mean a thing okay um google me and no. don't be tardy for the party. That's, That's the know. one. Right. So one thing I should mention about it is the writer of Don't Be Tardy for the Party. Do you have any guess who would have been the co-writer? There were two writers. Kim was neither. Do you know who one of the co-writers would be? I mean, was it Candy? It was Candy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. I mean, it she's is. a hit maker. She is a hit maker. So Candy joins the cast of Real Housewives of Atlanta in season two. And it's oh, during okay. this time sh- she co-writes the song, Don't Be Tardy for the Party. And originally this song was going to be a duet with Kim and Nene. And Nene oh. can actually sing. Yeah, that yeah. would have been fun. Right? And I don't, I don't personally remember exactly what happened here, but Kim ends up taking over and it's just a solo and cuts Nene out. Obviously, this create some sort of a strain in their relationship which continues to have a strain in it they'll make up they get back into another fight it's just to this day i don't know if they get along or not because it just goes back and forth but if you're like cool story bro candy wrote the song great whatever cool story bro is right because don't be tardy for the party actually resulted in a lawsuit between kim and candy okay and Rebecca, would you like to take a guess at who represented Candy in this lawsuit? Who represented her? Well, okay. First of all, is it a housewife lawyer or like a lawyer from the... Uh, you just choose. Oh, well, I know one of the women on Atlanta is a lawyer. And okay. I want to say it's it's either Phaedra... Okay, good job. You got is it, it. Is it? Okay, good, good. Yeah. Good. Thank you for not letting me say the second one because okay. it was not coming. Okay. It was Phaedra. Phaedra this represented her. Is amazing. Right? And Phaedra and Candy end up having terrible falling out, like oh, over no. some pretty serious allegations later on. But Candy was represented by Phaedra in this lawsuit. And so that was like a big part of the story, of course, as well. Yes, yes. I, I know about that. Okay. And so I'm going to explain the lawsuit a little bit, but basically the idea was Candy co-wrote the song. She makes $4,000 on it and that's it. Why? And so Candy's upset because she felt like she was doing this for her friend and her friend would give her a cut or whatever, but she was like, I didn't handle my business properly. But the lawsuit states, quote, without plaintiff's authorization, license, or consent, Plaintiff's sound recording embodying a performance of Plaintiff's composition was commercially released as a single record on or around September 29th, 2009 by Defendant TuneCore. Basically, Kim released the song without Candy's permission. That's what the lawsuit is. And so Candy actually ends up filing a restraining order, not against Kim, but against future sales of the song. And she also asked for the destruction of all copies of the single and any other products that infringe plaintiff's copyrights. So kind of wild, but it just seems like, and Candy has said, I didn't handle this right. I should have treated it like a business thing and not something with friends, which is why she goes on to, I think she wrote a song with one other person in Housewives, but 
She said somewhere that Bethany asked her to write a song and she doesn't. No, no, no. I don't no, no, have no, a please. clue what it's for. Yeah. I don't know that Bethany was going to sing, but Candy was like, I'm not doing it. Like, I've been burnt by housewives before. And that's, she learned. Candy's amazing. And she's yeah. great at business. I, I kind of really appreciate that she did it as a friend, but I'm also surprised because she is so talented and like experienced that she that she let that go. Go, but um that sucks oh my it gosh does. so as i mentioned she made four thousand dollars crazy the song sold over a hundred thousand copies probably more this is at one point when i read this but ultimately the judge says basically the studio that she was at the um sound recording studio kim was actually a co-owner so because it was done there candy knew that it was done there she has no right to, yeah. you know, stop the release of Oof, the song. That's yeah. a tough lesson. Exactly. So that's the lawsuit ends where Kim wins the lawsuit, which, you know, okay. she loves that and whatever. But Candy basically just said, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done it that way. I really thought like we could handle this as friends and we weren't able to, which sucks. Do you think the song like is still giving royalties to Kim, like, do you think there's still revenue being generated from that song? Or I have I don't no wonder. idea. Just I mean, curious. if you stream it, I guess, don't they get something? Yeah, I would think, but maybe not much. I mean, um, it is a, it's a bop. I enjoy <laughs> that song as well. Sure. It's ridiculous. So as Kim continues her time on the show, she eventually ends things with Big Papa. And in season three, Sheree is actually involved in a charity event, Dancing with the Stars Atlanta. This is totally an aside, and there's just nowhere else to put this. Kim also competes on Dancing with Stars. I didn't even look to see what she got because at this point, every one of our stories has somebody from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. And I refuse to give them one more minute of my time. I <laughs> endorse that. Co-signed. So it's at this competition, uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars Atlanta, that Kim meets Croy Bierman, this NFL player. And it's all documented on the show. It's really kind of sweet. Of course, Kim talks about how great his butt is, but it was like kind of shocking to see this conversation turn into a marriage and kids and all of that just based on this like one off that she happened to go to, which was kind of cool. So the couple dates, like I said, eventually get married and their wedding is filmed for a Bravo special called Don't Be Tardy for the Wedding. Oh, okay. So I'm sure Candy loves seeing all these. Oh, man. So from there, the couple buy a 6,000 square foot foreclosure for $800,000 back in 2012. And it's a lot for a foreclosed on home. It, But it's 6,000. It's huge. Okay. It's I mean, it's like, a deal, but. Still. Yeah, but I, no, I get what you mean. So the couple renovate this house and they begin filling it with kids, literally. And Bravo was there to film all of it. So Kim and Croy have their son KJ in 2011. Okay. Cash in 2012. And twins Kaya and Kane in 2013. Wow. So Croy also ends up adopting Kim's older daughters as well around this time, and they all share the last name Beerman. But it okay. is funny that it's like she tried to Kardashian this with Kim and Croy, Kai, KJ, all of them, and then there's Ariel. I'm sorry, Croy is spelled with a K. Of course. Croy. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So she was bound to make this thing and of course we cannot be released from the kardashian grip i'm sorry poor ariel and or ariana and brielle 
I know. Like, way to make them not feel like part of the family. I know. I was like, Kim, I, and I can't believe Kim's ego allowed her to name her kid something without a K, even back then. It seems like she would have already been like, oh, right? this is my brand. Monogram <laughs> this, yeah. So after their wedding, Don't Be Tardy for the Wedding, this special, they actually ended up getting a spinoff show called Don't Be Tardy. End of sentence, just Don't Be Tardy. Yes. I don't know why, but I've seen this. You have? I haven't even seen it. Just, I mean, unless it was Atlanta, but I have a recollection of a scene with their little kids, like young, young toddler boys in like fancy toy cars in a driveway with them talking. And I'm sure it was maybe Don't Be Tardy and not Real Housewives of Atlanta, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, Just a quick note. It is now pouring at my house. So if you hear the soft sounds of the rain, just let it relax you as we finish this Mm. episode. Just This is your (laughs) ASMR. Okay. Love it. So Don't Be Tardy airs on Bravo for eight seasons. It ends in 2021. And so Rebecca, with Kim not at Atlanta, not filming Don't Be Tardy, and Croy retiring from the NFL... Do you kind of wonder where the Beermans are getting this money that they have to have this lavish lifestyle you see on Instagram? Are they in a thruple with Big Papa? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) The first could be that at one point, Kim was going to be a motivational speaker. Did you know about this? Nope, nope, nope. Here's a quote. No. Quote, I'm so flippin' excited. I've talked about this for years, and I'm finally doing it. You guys really motivated me after watching some of my speech on Don't Be Tardy. The comments and emails you guys wrote were awesome, end quote. So Rebecca, this was supposed to be a 20-city tour with Kim talking about, unclear, but originally the tickets were $125 a piece. Oh my gosh. Eventually they're moved to $65. (laughs) Eventually, eventually, the whole thing is canceled. This never saw the light of day. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh, what a scam. There's also some angel thing she's doing, and I didn't write it down. Do you know what I'm talking about? I remember seeing this on Instagram. Yes, it's some Instagram thing where you can meet with her, like angel lady, but I couldn't quite figure out how that whole thing worked, but I almost paid money to sign up to To find find out out. yeah a very um ethereal business model if you will (laughs) (laughs) so next up kim has a line of skincare products you're aware of kim's line no but sadly i am such a sucker for celebrities skincare product i'd probably buy them if i saw them this one's called cashmere collection both with a k nope i hate businesses that nope use k's where there should be c's okay Nope. She also had a perfume she was working on back in 2016 called Cashmere with a K as well. Oh, I was going to, okay. I was going to say something about candy with a K. I'm like, nope, she can't do that either. (laughs) That would be a big Candy will sue her once (laughs) again. (laughs) Yeah. But Rebecca, would you like to know my personal favorite? Of course. It's the Beerman's Closet. Oh, what is it? It's It's like like Poshmark, but with clothes from the family. And so I'd like to read to you a quote from the homepage of the Beerman's Closet. (laughs) Beerman's Closet. Okay. The Beermans have unlocked their closet door, so get ready for an exclusive tour. Grab a bag and fill (laughs) it up because they have deeply discounted all of their handpicked items, new and used, for you to shop at unbelievable prices. Check back weekly to see what new items they are willing to part with. It sounds like a charity for us. 
it, I'm like, wait, is it still active? Like what size is she? It is still <laughs> on there. So for our criminality, of course, I did my due diligence and mm-hmm. I went perusing as one does. Good. And so you'll find that Kim has things like Louis Vuitton and Gucci. I mean, very expensive. I don't know how much these things sell for, but thousands of dollars. Yeah. Brielle has on her page an Urban Outfitters bodysuit, which was sold for $25. Mm. Ariana has some Free the People in size dust. And Croy has a <laughs> Michael Kors V-neck for $50. That's weird. It's That's so weird. weird. I'm sorry. I think they should like cap it at high-end designer pieces and not things you could get for brand new. It gets very Poshmark as you yeah. go on. I mean, if I guess like the thrill for their fans, if they have fans, is like owning something they owned. But I'm for me, sorry, if that appeal a- is not there barely legal bodysuit. I want your address because I am going to make some calls. Something's it's not right here. Intimate, yeah. Very. Croy, I will say his stuff, like the sweatsuits are sold. And I was like, I actually kind of get that one. Like, uh, yeah, okay, gray like, sweats. I could do also it. Also like a former NFL football player. I could see the like cool factor okay. with owning that. I will, I will, yeah, endorsed. But Kim Zolciak Bierman's daughter's bodysuit? No. Go to jail. Gross. Go to jail. Absolutely. That's like literally jailbait. Yes. And so most importantly to know, Rebecca, all sales are final. No returns, exchanges, <laughs> refunds, or cancellations. When you Scam. buy from the Bierman closet. Oh, gosh. Oh, speaking of scams, allegedly. <laughs> what I really love on this site is the charities tab. As you Stop. would, right? Of course. Yeah, I got to give back. It's nice to feel like we're giving back when we're yeah. purchasing bodysuits. <laughs> Here's what happens when you click on the charities tab. It says, quote, close for a cause. Oh, no. A portion. We don't know how much. Vague. Portion of the proceeds will be donated to. Do you want to guess where? Cancer cause. With a Some of the Beerman's <laughs> favorite charities. Yeah. There is not a specific thing on that there. Is so wrong. Right? Like, how much is it? A portion? Where like, is it going? Our favorites. A college fund? Yeah. <laughs> I think with they would have done better making a cancer foundation with a K. You're right. Yeah. And the college fund with a K. Yeah. And how much and to whom? It's up for you to guess. Details, schmeetails. Yeah. <laughs> but all sales are final. <laughs> yeah. This is not tax deductible either, <laughs> even though it's charity. No. So with the show being canceled, don't be tardy. Croy's retired. They're definitely not making the kind of money they did back in the day, right? So last week, we start seeing little news reports, aka my TikTok was full of this. Yes. That Kim's house was being foreclosed upon. Yeah. So I'd like to say... Now that all of this is allegedly, I'm really sourcing TikTok very heavily for everything I'm about to say. And I will still say allegedly after every two words. <laughs> but with that being said, again, all alleged, it's said that the family has a second mortgage on this home. So they have the, they bought the foreclosure, but then they have a right. $300,000 second loan that hasn't been paid on. They've been paying the main one allegedly. Okay. Which means now their house is going up for auction because they haven't been making payments allegedly on this second mortgage. I also saw reports online that like two days ago, three days ago, it was sold. Like the house was actually sold for $275,000 at auction. Oh. Oh my gosh. Yes. 
Kim did an IG live where she was like, this isn't true. This is my house. Here's a video. Suck it, haters. I'll leave when I want to leave. But again, very vague. (laughs) Very, very, very vague. (laughs) Yeah, that's bold. Because if it turns out like we, the next thing we see is a moving truck. Then it's just we wanted to leave. I said we would leave when we wanted to leave. Right, exactly. Left that window open. I I don't think there's anything wrong with buying a foreclosed upon house. I think that's like very savvy thing to do. But it is a weird irony that like, it's like bad juju almost. It's like they, I don't know. And and the second foreclosure that it's valued now, it's so much less. So that's much not less. a good sign. Yeah. So the TikToks are saying that the person that purchased it, if this actually went through, was uh-huh. a friend of the family who is now running the house back oh, to the Oh, that's probably what it is. But based on nothing, like I don't know where people come that up makes with this, but it makes sense, sense right? Though, that's like a good, that's a good guess. And also why she felt so confident to get on there and do something like that. Exactly. Again, alleged. Yes. But the interesting thing was, this isn't the first time they faced foreclosure. Back in 2014, the Beermans were sent a, have you heard of this, a Fieri Fasius letter? Nope. It's called a FIFA, apparently, on Google. That's also like the football federation. Soccer thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- what this FIFA basically says is that an officer may take control of a piece of property and sell it in order to satisfy the owner's debts or tax obligations. So hmm. foreclosure. And so at the time, this was back in 2014, there was this lien of $10,000, but they paid it like on the day that it was to be foreclosed upon. Okay. So there's a chance that they just paid this $300,000. Right. I keep seeing people say court records say that it was sold, but I couldn't find anything and I don't even really know how to look for it and nobody linked it. So again, I have no idea. Okay. So Rebecca, to end this, Kim really reminds me a lot of Tori Spelling in the way that we're always going to see her in the news, right? Yeah. For one reason or another. Mm -hmm. Whether it's about her joking about ways her daughter could get John Legend tickets. Do you remember hearing that? No. Ooh, um, how do I bring this up? She <laughs> tweeted at Chrissy Teigen and said, oh. basically, who does my daughter need to, you know what? I did hear about this. For, I, didn't, yes. I didn't remember that it was her about John Legend and her daughter. Yeah, yeah, it was her daughter. It was her daughter. Of course, it's a funny, funny joke. So don't worry this about it. It's tracks with means. your original statement about how she came out of the womb. I mean, so inappropriate. So inappropriate wild um or if you see news articles recently with ariana having a cake for her 21st birthday with a mugshot of her dui picture on it we are going to see the zolciak bierman family for a while and they're not going away Mm, we're also going to see that on our instagram i'm finding that image (laughs) a hundred percent and that's okay with me. This they bring me they bring me a lot of entertainment. They bring clickbait. I will click yeah. on a, anything Kim Zolciak. So Rebecca, I'd like to leave you with one last clip. And that's gonna be oh, the good. clip that's twenty one seconds. And okay. this just summarizes everything to me. No. Um, headphone just popped out of my ear and I'm not saying it was because of her vocals, but literally it did while listening to that. It just expelled like projectile vomit. It's looking out for you. You know, 
No, oh. the only thing you can say is, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I think the only thing I can say is the no when she was singing no. I mean, it always sounds alarming when you hear a vocalist without all the tracks in a booth, even the best singers. Sure. I mean, the best singers sound good, but they don't sound finished or perfect. Mm-hmm. That didn't even sound like music. <laughs> I mean, most would say it was not. So that Ooh. is the story Amazing. of Kimberly, L-E-I-G-H, Zolciak Beerman. Thank you for coming along for that ride. That was really, really fun. Atlanta's next. I'm watching it. It's bit. This has just gone on too long. Even if you only watch the first few seasons, yeah, I think you're good. You could watch till probably five or six, and and I've actually watched like the last most. I watched the Bolo season. Just oh yeah, because everyone, everyone was talking about it because I had to mm-hmm. go in and see that. So I'm kind of up to date more with like the latter. So I need to go back and look at the roots, but, um, what a great story. I really, really enjoyed that. Oh, I'm so glad that was a fun one to do. Thank you to TikTok for putting Miss Beerman up on my algorithm and being like, dang, changing my episode in one day because of it. And usually the people we talk about in our episodes hit the news, like right after an episode, but this Mm -hmm. coincided right with your research. So thank you, Kim, you know, so nice. Mm -hmm. You know what singer housewife didn't come up in the whole episode, a glaring omission, Melissa. Oh, I can't wait. Who? On display, on display. Oh, I (laughs) remember that. Oh my gosh. That expensive studio she built in her basement. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. They, she came to Orlando for a concert for our 4th of July thing. Yeah. And I was like, even me as a housewife thinking I could see housewife fans seeing Joe Gorga or any of them. I was like, I will not be standing outside for that. No, absolutely not. And do you remember the scene where she was like, where they had to kind of start showing content that suggested she's always wanted to sing mm-hmm. and she's singing um amazing grace in her bedroom and instead of saying that saved a wretch like me she says wench <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I mean, you just can't beat it you can't write no, this stuff no oh i'm actually i'm not sad i miss her but there's so oh many. no don't be. it's constant like but kim really was like the first one to try it on yeah. like especially with zero talent to try it yeah i mean Money can't buy you class, but it can buy you a producer. And then it, it bleeds out into other Bravo shows too, right? We've got mm-hmm. Sheena and Lala and I'm sure there's others. Yeah. I do love Good as Gold. That's, a good That's one. another it's one a that it stands the test of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Rebecca. Wow. Thank you for joining So much me. fun. Thank you for bringing us. That was great. Awesome. So Rebecca, I have done more than enough talking. I would like for you to say as many words as you'd like. What are you watching this week, Rebecca? I have three shows that I can't decide which one to share with you. Okay, I'm excited. And I'm like, why don't you just save them and then you have something to talk about the next two. But you know it'll be a new show. Exactly. And so I'm going to give you a grab bag special. (gasps) This is a first. Yay, I'm excited. Do you want a reality um, design show that's new and really good? Do you want something kind of really amazing but heavy and deep and sad but pop culture relevant? Or do you want really pop culture Netflix YA peak 90s nostalgia but present day? Okay, so you are giving me lots of things I love and hate within the same descriptions. So, okay, what do you think I would be most likely to watch? How about that? 
Well, that's a great question. And the answer feels like none of these are going to be right up your alley. Now that I, I think worried. about it. Um, What's the most fun that you've enjoyed? Okay. Let's go Do with that. that. <laughs> um, okay. Netflix. Okay. 90s nostalgia. Uh, Maya Thurman Hawk. Oh. You know. No, I don't. It's called Do Revenge. No, no idea. Ugh. It's a movie. Okay. It's on Netflix. I think it came out like a month or two ago. So I'm, I'm late. Like it was very topical <laughs> eight yeah, weeks yeah. ago or so. I'm not sure exactly. Um, I actually didn't know which one I was telling you. So let me just open up a quick. Is that um, Ian Hawk's daughter? Yes. Okay. So here's the blurb. Popular Drea wants revenge on her boyfriend for publishing her sex tape and ex- Jane's student Eleanor is haunted by a rumor. The two teenagers team up to take action against their tormentors. This movie is Heathers meets Clueless. Really? And they landed today in 2022. It is so of the moment, but so rich with 90s nostalgia. Guess who the principal of this fancy prep school in Miami where all the show is based is? 90s slay queen TV star. Oh, uh, emphasis on slay. Er. Oh, um, um, <laughs> uh, um, yes. Mary to Freddie Prince Jr. Sarah yes. Michelle Geller. Yes. Really? Yes. She's oh, the headmaster. Okay, I've seen quotes by her. So you knew something was coming up with her in it. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a day. She looks great. And she just, all of a sudden it's like, they're going to the principal's office or the headmaster's office and the chair spins around and it's her. And it's like, who else could be that role? And just that yeah, she's yeah. now aged into that role, wild. No parents involved because they're, it's like a boarding school. Well, it's not even a boarding school, but they're all just rich and live in mansions without their parents and have unsupervised parties. But um, Maya Thurman Hawk, who got really big on Stranger Things, plays this kind of like oddball exchange student who teams up with Drea, who is um, Camila Mendez. And they both have like a group or a person that's done something really terrible to them. So they team up to do revenge on the other person's tormentors so that they won't be suspected of it. Got it. So Dre is kind of going after who broke uh, Maya's character, whose name is Eleanor's heart and, and vice versa. And it's, I mean, there's literally songs from Clueless in the soundtrack. Really? Visually, it's in... It's just gorgeous. It's their uniforms are lavender. Like it is so pretty and aesthetic. I'm dying. It's so good. It's so, so good. Plot wise. Is it any good? (laughs) Yeah, no, it's really good because it's also in on the joke. It's very much like this very woke culture that's it's playing on every trope in these movies. So there's a makeover. There's revenge, you know, there's like big party scenes, but I feel like they're in on the joke and plot wise things are happening that aren't, that I totally don't entirely see coming. And yeah, I think it holds up as like a good story and a very good depiction of the moment and how maybe the 2000s and 90s like led to this moment and it's laughing at itself and it's really, really fun. Like the kids in it are, are very representative of very um, zeitgeisty types. And so the big douchebag of the high school who would have been like the 80s heartthrob, he's trying to be this like champion of women. And so he starts this cisgender identifying male group for female advocates. It's like such a joke. And he's like, (laughs) I want to lead the charge. And like, everyone's like, bravo. But like, he's the worst. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, it's really, really a fun, glitzy, like watch. 
Oh, fun. Okay. It's a little more passionate about it than I. um, (laughs) I know. You get you lose me on YA, much like the um, body suits. I just don't feel like I should be taking part. In <laughs> so it. what is wrong with me that I need to like discuss in therapy that I'm so drawn to it? I don't think anything's wrong with you. I think the way my brain works is just different. I just think like they would hate me. They would think I was so uncool. And so maybe it's that I like had a hard time during that time. And so to me, it's not fun to go back. Yeah. That- yeah probably makes sense but then you'd identify with um Eleanor no she's super cool and she's actually really smart but she does have to go through a transformation to gain acceptance but like there's always you know these archetypes in these shows and that's what I think is so fun about them is like kind of yeah I could see why it's not fun going back and it wasn't like I whatever I'm gonna stop I I'm enjoy it, it. and mm-hmm. one of the quotes um from the main character Drea is whatever because she has this big downfall because her sex tape gets released and she says what does she say I want to get it she's like whatever it's not cool to peak in high school anyway and like I just think it's very self-aware and I think it's smart and fun and maybe your daughter would like it I don't know yeah maybe she doesn't anytime I suggest anything for her to watch she's like "Mm." oh I made a huge mistake and tried to get I don't know what I was thinking. I watched something on Steve-O and I just was like, he seems so likable now. And like all the jackass guys have grown up. And this, like, I remember watching it like with my cousins and stuff. So I was like, maybe she would like it because it's stupid. Immediately, as soon as I turn it on, balls. And I was like, why did I, for, (laughs) why did I just think this was a language thing and not like, I was like, I'm so sorry. Don't tell anybody I even showed yeah. you this. It's, that's like the whole brand and vibe from... Totally forgot. Out the forgot gate. Forgot it. Yeah. I Immediately. saw that Punked is now on Hulu. Like, I think they're like resurging all these shows for the new yeah. generation or trying to, which is interesting. Okay, well, you're not going to watch that, but will I watch what you're watching? I'm wondering if you are watching what I'm watching. Okay, Ooh, okay. so here's mine. HBO, Aubrey Plaza hotel you know it I don't know it um we've watched it before oh okay it's the new season of White Lotus new season of White Lotus I love Audrey is it Audrey Audrey Plaza or Aubrey Audrey Aubrey Aubrey yes it's Aubrey Plaza dark hair I know who she is is it good I mean okay here's the thing I don't know it's the same thing as last season as far as like in the beginning, you see somebody has died. You don't know who it is. You don't know who's surrounding. So it's the same idea of these like it's following separate stories. The only person I recognize is um, Jennifer or um, you know I'm talking about? Coolidge. The, Coolidge, no. yes. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge is there. She's now married to that guy from the last season. And oh. So, they're there in Italy. So there's a white lotus in Italy. They're there vacationing and they're having like marital problems. Aubrey Plaza is there with her husband and her husband's friends. I guess her husband's friends have money. Aubrey and her husband came into some money, something he designed or something. So they're like new to having money and this lifestyle and stuff. And Aubrey Plaza is just great in everything. So I loved her in this. But I saw a tweet that was like... um, (laughs) white lotus is just passive aggressive comments amongst one percenters and that's really it it's just it's very passive aggressive the whole time right i'm not loving it i'll watch the whole thing it's interesting but it's not 
I don't know. I can't, I can't really figure out where it's going exactly, which is kind of like the charm of that. But I just need, I finished the Americans and that was a that dedication. Took a toll on you. I feel like for a minute. <laughs> it truly did. The last season and a half, I was like, I, I think I speak Russian now. I just can't. Yeah. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. So anyway, I was glad to finish that. So I just needed something like that. I didn't have to think about a lot. Sure. So I'm watching that. It's if you watch the last season, you'll enjoy it. But it's not like murder only murders in the building. Did you watch the second season? Do you know what? I haven't. And I'm shocked because I loved it so much. I only watched the first episode and I was kind of like, oh, we could have just why wasn't it just this same thing with White Lotus? Just let it be a one. Let us want more. Something so magical sometimes is just like, what do they call it? Is it magic in a bottle? Lightning in yeah, a bottle. Maybe. Okay. And it's once. And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think why I didn't try White Lotus yet is because I really, really liked it. But that quote that you just said from Twitter, that really does resonate. And I feel like maybe there's a moratorium on that. Like, yeah, you get one season of that and you, that's indulgent to maybe have a second. I don't know. But at the same time, I love a murder mystery. I love a beautiful setting. Um, it Italy, is. I wouldn't beautiful. mind watching. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll enjoy that a lot because there's like times when they just are like Ugh. in Italy, and I was like even. I need it. Yeah, I yeah. was really. It was my YA there for a while. I yeah, really sure, sure. That. But yeah, that's. I I don't know. I never. Wait, I watched one episode of Only Murders, the second season, and I, I just was... I think I did too, and I stopped. Although, okay, so now I'm going to, just because you mentioned Only Murders in the Building, Selena Gomez, I watched her documentary, and oh, that was so... I wanted to see that. Oh, okay, so maybe I should have picked that. It's stunning and yeah. s- so tough and so raw and vulnerable, and I applaud her. It's a beautiful doc. Yeah. It's called My Mind and Me, mm-hmm. and it's on Apple TV. And, okay. um I do recommend that. Oh, that's cool. I definitely want to watch that one. So I will. Yeah, it's really, really good. There's been a lot of good TV. Okay, well, lots of TV and also lots of holidays are starting, which is relevant because I think our next episode is going to be Thanksgiving week. It is. So we're going to take that off because turkey. (laughs) Because turkey is is right. Yes. Um, So we're going to play... Uh, a replay. We're going to find an, an oldie but goodie and we're going to air that on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Oh, should we do a poll and see which one? That's a do? fun idea because how do you pick? I so don't know. yeah, let us know. Like what would you want to hear again? <laughs> yeah. What would but, you like to revisit that's maybe yeah. there's been updates to? Yeah, exactly. So we'll play that in two weeks from now. So we wish everybody a preemptive happy Thanksgiving if you celebrate. And um, then two weeks after that, we're going to do, do you want to tell everyone what we're going to do? Two weeks after that, we're going to do an update episode because as you know, all these freaking things have been updated. Kim Zolciak, there's going to be another child. There's going to be something that's gone on by the time we get in in a month from now. So that's what we're kind of doing, taking care of ourselves, taking care of the show. But that's kind of um, on the docket coming up. Yeah, so it's our second update episode. So you can check out our first update episode if you haven't already, which went up to, I forgot what number, maybe 30? 20, oh, 30. I so. And so we'll do from that episode up till present. So we know that'll be a fun episode because it's always great to revisit and see what's new. And then we'll resume from there as normal with my next episode. Yay. And don't forget, um, Black Friday is after Thanksgiving and so is Small Business Saturday. Really great days to start your holiday shopping at criminalityshow.com slash merch. 
<laughs> Rebecca's going to get us there. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow Rebecca on social media and her show Dialogue, which comes out every Wednesday. That's right. And Melissa's uh, got another podcast, Moms and Murder, on Tuesdays. So follow us there and follow Criminality Show on Instagram, on Twitter, and TikTok. We're still doing our best. (laughs) (laughs) Happy holidays, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Criminality. If you're enjoying the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen and give the show a rating and review. The reality is it would be a crime to keep your thoughts to yourself. And come join the fun outside of the podcast and follow us on social media. We are at Criminality Show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Memes are welcome. We'll see you in two weeks with a new episode. Until then, you can catch my co-host Melissa on her weekly show, Moms and Murder. And Rebecca Sebastian on her podcast, Dialogue, a true crime conversation. Don't forget, loving reality isn't a crime. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.